Still a bit more cautious optimism this morning after a strong GDP result in the United States and signs that prices are coming down. A very different story in Oz on Wednesday, of course, with those inflation numbers higher than expected, yet New Zealand has plateaued. Maybe producer prices in Australia today will give some grounds for optimism. It is Friday, the 27th of January, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, equity markets have re-embraced optimism, it's fair to say, with the Nasdaq closing 1.7% up, the highest close since early December. The S&P 500 is up 1.1%, a 0.6% rise in the Dow, all of those rising significantly in the hour of power up to the market close. Earlier on, the Eurostox 50 was uh, up 0.6% at close. The US dollar is about 0.2% up on the DXY. That's alongside a quarter percent drop in the euro and a 0.1% rise in the Aussie dollar which is now just over 71 US cents. It's been having a good run lately. And bond yields are up, up five basis points for 10-year treasuries, up six in Germany and up eight in uh, UK 10-year gilts as well. And rises in oil, Brent is up 1.5%, now well over $87, and a 1.1% rise in WTI. So less pessimism, it's fair to say, more of the accentuating the positive, it seems. Uh, let's look at all of that with NAB's Dave DeGarris in London. So how much of this stems from those US GDP numbers, which on the face of it looked okay, didn't they? The faster growth than expected, 2.9% Q on Q for quarter four, um, uh, from, uh, what was it, 3.2%. So it's down slightly from last time, uh, but still pretty strong. But look, half of it was in uh, the, an increase in inventories. So that is that, a, I mean, that's stuff that's not been sold, isn't it? That, that wouldn't be a good thing, would it? Oh, yes. Well, uh, it's not normally the case that <clears throat> in this sort of environment, companies would have been building up stocks. In fact, they've been trying mm. to run them down. So um, maybe that means that that will unwind even further in the next half year, Phil. But that ha- rather hackneyed term now, rather like a Goldilocks type report, I guess you might say, enough growth there to keep some enthusiasm that the economy has installed, but um, dig a little bit underneath it, personal consumption up 2%. But when we think about the most recent retail sales report and what that might show up in uh, tomorrow's um, personal income and spending report for the month of December, this suggests that the momentum of consumer spending is slowing and um, business investment down and residential investment down and soft durable goods orders mm. it's suggesting that the momentum of the economy is slowing isn't it into the end of the year so um but but i agree with you. absolutely it was a it was a reasonable headline number but i think that that flattered the detail a little bit well that that sort of investment in equipment i mean that's if, if business is not investing that that means you know that's a sign that, that that's a good indicator there's a recession around the corner isn't it it it, it, it could well be that um i mean it, it's certainly not a positive for productivity isn't it it's a sign of mm. maybe some clamp down on 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 spending i mean these numbers do bounce around right even from quarter to quarter but nevertheless um it, 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 it was soft, so that that wasn't encouraging. Um, so business equipment investment was down three point seven, but as I said, it did it did follow a nearly eleven percent rise the previous quarter, but it's been down the past two of the past three quarters. So it's not surging ahead at this point. And I think more importantly, the today's durable goods orders report fill uh, take out Boeing orders, which were up smartly, were more than double the previous month. Um, 
and uh, core orders were down, right? So that's that, and that, that's in nominal terms as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the top line just shows how much aircraft are worth, up five point six percent month on month. But I mean, it, mm. it is hugely variable, isn't it? So yeah, a lot of Boeing aircraft being sold. It's sort of swings and swings and Boeing aircraft. Indeed, I had one of my colleagues at work ask me how much of, of the durable goods orders was Boeing, and I said it was like fifteen point. Eight of the fifteen point four billion <laughs> rise in the month, so it was all of it, all of it, and a bit more. Yeah. So okay. So that's so that's not good news either. And then, then you got the jobs uh, going. You know, it, I mean, the, the jobs are not disappearing. Jobless claims falling. So initial claims down. The four week average for claims also down. So the labour market is getting even tighter, which the Fed is not going to like one bit. If the numbers are right, uh, there's all sorts of analysts who are much closer to these numbers than, than I am, Phil, suggesting that might still will be, there seem to be perennial seasonal adjustment issues with these, but I agree on the face of it, certainly not suggesting that the labour market has been weak. But I mean, that's been the, um, that's been the, the sort of the outstanding thing that, you know, we've got a slowdown in growth and yet the demand for labour at this point still seems to be holding up. But I guess the question now is with margins under pressure, particularly retail and wholesale margins in the US and the Fed, of course, likely to threaten that they'll keep rates higher for longer, whether the market believes that or prices that in remains to be seen. Um, businesses are probably going to, and we've had more announcements about headcount reductions today that uh, businesses will probably push mm. back on wage rises from here. So we'll see if that gets reflected in the, the next batch of payrolls, which is out at the end of next week after the FOMC. So it is a, a very mixed picture, isn't it? Because we also have prices also coming down, the core PC price index. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, that was the one good sign, wasn't it? Down from 4.7% to 3.9%, which is a slightly bigger fall than expected. But in, Indeed. Uh, I mean, if inventories are rising, companies are having difficulty selling stuff, yes. perhaps. And, you know, th- that would be another um, push on uh, prices going down, wouldn't it? You would expect so. Um, that's the way that, that things naturally run, don't they, with uh, with business mm. cycles. So, um, you know, when you look at the, the personal consumption deflator in today's report, that's for the whole of the December quarter. We don't have the December month figure that'll come out tomorrow but you can back that out from today's number and it implies about 0.3 maybe a high 0.2 for the um, for the core PC deflator so that continues the run of easing inflationary pressure so I think that particular figure was probably just as important as what the uh, the GDP report suggested about the momentum of growth. The other curious thing is a bounce back in home sales. Got a lot of numbers out of the states today, weren't there? But this bounce back in home sales up two point three percent month on month. So I'm looking at all all of this. If you put it in on balance, put all this together. I mean, the Fed isn't seeing. Uh, uh, you know, uh, they're worried about the tight labour market. Obviously, they'll see the housing market isn't totally devastated by rate rises. They'll look and see that um, you know the, the GDP is holding up. All the you know if they but, but if they're still worried about that tight tight labour market, all the more reason for them to keep at their plan for 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 rate hikes. But you look at equity investors; it's almost as though they've taken this all as good news today. Yes, I said you know particularly from a valuation perspective, just on you know what it might mean for yields from here. But um, mm. 
Mm. I think there's a de- degree of apprehension in, in the equity market still, at least amongst, you know, the sort of people that I listen to on a, on a day-by-day um, basis. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a sort of picture, I think, Phil, where um, if the inflation numbers weren't slowing and we had the signs of the economy slowing, it, it would be quite a dangerous picture for the Fed, wouldn't it, rather than, mm. you know, we hate to say it, but it look, looking a little bit more like that narrow path towards a soft landing with inflation coming down without absolutely killing the economy. But um, next half year is going to be telling in that regard. Well, I mean, people are still buying electric cars. That's got to be a good sign. <laughs> it's got a strong result for Tesla. I mean, record earnings. I mean, they took a bit of a squeeze on margins. Yeah. But, you know, these cars these cars don't come cheap. So that's got to be a positive sign. Someone's got money and they're well, spending the stock's it. up 9.5% today, or nearly 9.5%. Yeah. So the market like that. So mm. Elon Musk is back in town. Yeah. He is. Whether he's paying too much attention to Tesla rather than Twitter, I don't know. And just before we move off the US, so why the trade deficit? Does that matter too much? 90.3 billion in December. That's because imports rose. A good thing, you would have thought. Yes. Sign that, you know, there's yes. demand there. Exports fell. Okay. Well, not so good. But yes. does it matter too much right now? It, it sort of reflects the the um, the fact you've still got growth in the US, doesn't it? And uh, But mm. uh, Europe really struggling and of course China's had its in and out of lockdown last year so you know the demand from that part of the world has been uneven as well so you can always you know sort of read in the monthly numbers reflect you know volatility in shipments and all sorts of short-term issues but generally speaking that that's the picture but certainly if you look at today's numbers and of course the US dollar has been strong hasn't it until relatively recently Mm. so that favours um, that favours impo- imports over domestic uh, supply. Yeah, for sure. Now, elsewhere, no surprise, the Bank of Canada, well, there was a question mark as to whether they'll hold a quarter percent rise in rates, the eighth in a row, but the word seems to be that they will hold after this one to see how it all pans out. Will the economy grow or will they go into refle- recession? Will inflation come down? I mean, they, they, they hope to get inflation down to 3% by the middle of the year. I'm not sure whether that's going to be be, be achievable, but uh, is that is that the way the market's reading it now? Just a, a hold now? Uh, this it, is the last one it, for a while? It, it is, absolutely. They're pretty clear with their words, Phil. They're going to sit on their hands now for a while and see how things pan out. Um, so they're prepared to um, chance, his, you know, uh, it, it, chance the outlook to, to what current sort of uh, rate levels, of course, which are a lot higher in... Uh, in Canada now than what they were, you know, six, even six months ago. So you've got a rate of four and a half percent, and this has been the the Bank of Canada has shown in the past they're prepared to be patient, you know, in past cycles. So this this is sort of true to form, and and we've we've sort of got the essence of that, haven't we, from from the Reserve Bank? Although perhaps yes, you know, those inflation numbers might just have them scratching their heads a little bit more. But certainly, as far as the Bank of Canada is concerned prepared to sit on their hands from now. So um, that's what the market mm. had priced. But even so, we've, we've had a bit of a rally in, uh, in Canadian rates on the back of that, that report. So what, what will the RBA be thinking about? Because we haven't spoken, of course. We haven't had a podcast since those inflation numbers came out on Wednesday. Uh, but 7.8% year-on-year in Q4 from 7.3%. That was more than expected. What is interesting is that in New Zealand, it seems to have plateaued. Their inflation year-on-year for Q4 stuck at 7.2%. So, I mean, on the on the surface of all of that, you'd be thinking, well, that surely means that uh, RBNZ's got the right idea. The RBA needs to do more. Yes, well, it, it certainly suggests that um, 
quite a different policy approach, doesn't it, between the two? You know, to state the, ble- <laughs> to, to state the bleeding obvious and how Australia's inflation rate has really caught up with and indeed passed, you know, mm. it's, it's above where it is in the US right now. Um, it's above, um, uh, you know, Canada. Um, it's above you know, New Zealand as, we, as we've spoken there, right? So um, that, that, the Reserve Bank will, will reflect on that, no doubt, Phil. But I think still think that, and, and it obviously means that, that February is odds on for them to hike by another 25 basis points. And my colleagues think they'll, they'll do another one after that. But um, the global scene and how all that evolves will certainly play in. I mean, that, that's been a large part of their reason for pausing when they did, because there were very few signs that the economy had really slowed materially. I mean, there's been some slowing, but um, the unemployment rate is, what, 3.5%, so at, uh, at multi-decade lows. So, you know, the, the Australian labour market is as tight, if not tighter, than, than other labour markets. We're still not as tight monetary policy. Uh, let's hope that plays out favourably. It may well do if uh, global inflation continues to play into the hands of the Reserve Bank and we don't get an acceleration in wages. So that'll become clearer, a little bit more, a little bit more clearer when the uh, the Q for wage price index comes out later, but that won't be until late February. So, but today we get the producer prices uh, index and uh, the export and import prices as well today. So, how important? How you know? How useful is that information for telling us where we are right now? Well, it's sort of it's, it's useful as far as uh, you know goods prices are concerned. Um, it sort of adds to the story we've had, you know, from the NAB survey, and and that's suggesting some amelioration in in uh, in upstream prices and inflationary pressures mm. too, isn't it? After those pretty scary numbers we had, what two, three, four months yeah. ago, so um, it, 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 I think that's why it, so there'll be a bit of focus on that, and the hope that the this is going to ease off a little bit today. Indeed, indeed. So, and then we get the the New Zealand Business Confidence Report today as well, which hit a, a, a low low last month. Minus what was it? Minus uh, it was a bad number. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, it's been negative all through last year. So not much business confidence. Minus 70, minus 70, wasn't yeah, it? The business minus 70.2, I think. Number. Yeah, yeah. So and not much confidence at all happening there. So uh, is it going to pick up? Uh, is uh, I mean, it, it, if inflation has plateaued, are they over the worst of it? Are we going to see business confidence start to turn around? Are they generally over the worst of it over there? I, I think that, um, well, of course, this would have been polled, I presume, well before the inflation numbers came out. Mm. Um and so it would have been polled when, you know, RBNZ has been extremely hawkish. Um, maybe politics might play into that. I, I see that the new New Zealand Prime Minister has been out there meeting with the business community mm. um, since, since appointed. So that's positive as well. And so let's see how the number rolls today. But a lot of analysts, you know, the analysts that I, you know, colleagues in, in New Zealand think that... Um, as bad as it could possibly get in that last reading. And yep. so it probably might have a, a little bit of a bounce. Right. We'll see. All right. Okay. And look, very quickly, so consumer income and spending in the United States. So income has been rising and spending hasn't, not as much anyway. So that surely means there's more savings going on, doesn't it? it that, that means more caution, doesn't it, on the part of consumers because mm. we know that employment's been growing, you know, payroll's been growing, there's been some growth in earnings, uh, yep. and yet re- – I mean, you still might be getting this tilt away from goods, which dominates retail sales. But today we'll get the tonight we'll get the total consumer spending 
picture. So as I said before, that was losing momentum. We'll see if that shows up in the, uh, uh, as it did in the retail sales in the in the total consumer spending figures tonight. The market's expecting what a, a, another flat to negative result. So. Um, we shall mm. see. But it does mean, I mean, if people are saving more, then, you know, recovery could be faster. When it, when it eventually does happen, that confidence comes back or, you know, there's, there's actually people can go into restaurants because there's people working there, uh, then, you know, yes. that might be good. So we'll, well, we'll see how the, the Fed, the Fed's trying to keep their uh, their policy directed both at inflation and employment without a massive impact on the employment market. Been positive yeah, so yeah. far on that front. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. and U.S. consumer sentiment as well. Uh, and I think that's it, isn't it? Just about for today. That's enough. That's enough, We've Phil. Enough. We've done enough. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Let's go while the game's good, Dave. <laughs> uh, and we'll catch you again soon. Thank you. Will do. Cheers. And that's it for this week on the morning call. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again on Monday morning. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening.